0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Benign Images. Benign Images is a storyteller consulting company. Through meaningful dialogue and guidance, they help storytellers of all kinds to tell the stories that they feel they have a need to tell. Whether it's through simple editor services, consulting, or helping creatives to set up an effective work habit, Benign Images will work with you to help you become a better storyteller. Start your project with them today by visiting their website, benignimages.com. That is benignimages.com b e n i g n images.com go check them out i am the man sick with the slang sick and I'm destined for fame do for the fan not for the grand stuntin' it's destined for pain i do not i do not scam put some respect on my name sick like a pain clicking a bang y'all remember the name y'all remember the name what's up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls around the world i would like to welcome you back to the real talk with zubi podcast on today's episode, we've got another entrepreneurial mind. We've got on Jay Carteret, is a YouTube marketer, as well as a creative entrepreneur, as well as a YouTuber, of course. So welcome to the show, Jay. How you doing, man?
1: Yo, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me.
0: All blessed, bro. So why don't you introduce yourself to the people and those who don't know you?
1: Well, it's a little bit complicated, to be honest, because I do, I do a variety of things. I, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start... <laughs> back in the day when i was trying to do music on youtube let's
0: start let's start back in the day when you were trying to do music on youtube
1: <laughs> okay okay so we're, we're telling the whole story here so it's mm-hmm. a bit of a long story so basically um i started my foray into youtube when i was about around 15 16 them ages yeah i saw that the artists that were picking up traction around me were putting out a bunch of music videos. So I thought, okay, that is the way to get out there to get people to know your music and stuff. At this point, I'd probably been making music for like three years because I started when I was 13. Obviously I was terrible. I was probably still terrible at 16, but you know, let's let's leave that in the past. Um but I, I saw YouTube as a promotional vehicle to promote my music. So I started making music videos on uh, a Sony Handycam. They look terrible if you go back through my channel like it's it's not a great site. And I started putting them out. I think my first video got like 500 views and I was like, wow, that's great. Because I was spamming it for everyone that I knew. And (laughs) I guess they they thought, let me check it out. And then I think the videos after that, they they went down in views like because people had already the newness of me putting out a video had already um, that had already gone in it. So now it was like people didn't really care that much in it. Now it was like the real game. I had to get people to come to watch my videos, not because it's new and because it's something that they've never seen before, but I had to find a way to get them in the door just to listen to the music, I guess. And it was a, it was a difficult journey. I spent a, a lot of time just thinking about how to market my music and get out there and and do all that sort of stuff. And at one point, I think in 2013, when GTA Five came out, I had an idea and I was like, um, if I make gaming videos, because gaming videos were popping at that time, everyone was doing like, well, not everyone, but a lot of people were doing Let's Plays. They were getting like millions of views and stuff like that. I was like, wow, man could just play games on YouTube, yeah? So I thought, <laughs> wow, big opportunity there, in it? So I was thinking, yeah, if I get GTA Five when it comes out and I play that, because it's a big game, I'm going to get loads of eyes on my channel in it and then I'll just plug my music in the description. So that was the plan. And, yeah, it didn't work out how I wanted to. <laughs> like, no one cared, really. All right, my videos were getting, like, 20 views, 30 views. But what I did was I kept at it. I kept putting out content. Mm. And I just kept on playing the game and recording every bit of my making my way through the game. And by the time I finished the game, I had made around 103 videos around that and when i looked back through the data i was able to see what actually worked like which videos actually popped off and brought a bunch of views in which videos didn't work and that sort of stuff and then at that point i just i i realized that there was potential on youtube because some of my videos were having like 20,000 views some of them had like you know 50,000 views and that sort of stuff and i knew that there was there was a possibility to move forward in this but it, it was still about just promoting the music at that time in it mm. and i think shortly after that i made a video called how to write a rap song and that blew up but i didn't know that it blew up until like six months after it blew up because i wasn't checking my stats i didn't really care about that sort of stuff at the time it was only about Getting people to the music and getting people to buy my albums, my EPs and that sort of stuff. That was the only purpose of doing anything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So um, I put out that video. I think prior to that, actually, I had uploaded Kanye West's album and Jay-Z's album to my channel because I thought that was going to be a great tactic to get people to get to my music. That, as that well. sounds dangerous yeah it was very dangerous <laughs> but basically what i did was I, I put up the the whole album yeah i like imported my video editing software put all the tracks there and then just had the album there and then when people would try to click to pause remember when youtube had annotations yeah they, they would click and it would take them to our website and it would take them to our music so i was at it, you know you hack, hacking movements it, dude. yeah yeah <laughs> And obviously I had the links in the description and whatnot. And yeah, I got like a bunch of views on those videos. Like, I think they they probably hit upwards of 100,000 views. So I was like, okay, great times. This is a great thing. I'll just upload everyone's album and, and get people to, you know, accidentally click through to my music. This is yeah. a perfect strategy. And then what happened was I, I think I gained about 3,000 subscribers or whatever, but I didn't really care about that at the time. But um, eventually I got a copyright claim in it so i was like oh oh this surprised. is a bit dangerous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they monetized the video and i was like okay yeah. at least it's not a copyright strike and then a few days later they hit me with the copyright strike on the the kanye video they hit me with the copyright strike on the jay-z video and then i had two copyright strikes on my channel three copyright strikes and i would have been done yeah. so it was dangerous times i was like all right this ain't what we're doing anymore like i, <laughs> I can't do this because it's not gonna work out in it so um because I had those copyright strikes, I wasn't able to actually monetize my channel. So when my how to write a rap song video actually blew up, I didn't get any of the proceeds of that. And I didn't really see like what kind of benefits I would get from putting out a video that did really, really well. Cause when I checked in on it, it had about 50,000 views, but my channel wasn't monetized. So I, that, that meant nothing to me really. I think I looked back on it a couple months later and it it had been on like 200,000 views. And then now it's over a million, th- not a million thousand views, <laughs> it's over a million oh, that's views. That's a lot of views, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of views. A lot. It's over a million views. It's been shown in like schools, like a lot of kids are checking it out to learn how to rap and all that sort of stuff. So it's helped a lot of people. And this was also a very big, big moment for me to see what kind of content works and like what i learned from this and learned from doing those hundreds of videos on gta and uh, this video is that when you make a tutorial that helps people solve a problem that's more likely to bring more people to your channel what i didn't know yet was that if i used seo to optimize my videos then i could rank highly on youtube so when people are searching for answers to those questions they find my channel, which is basically you know what I what I learned, and that's what I'm applying these days. I saw that the how-to videos were working, and eventually I, I got around there. <laughs> I did a bunch of research, and eventually I learned about SEO, and you know I went really really hard on that because I saw how valuable of a skill it was. Um, and then I think the big turning point that made me focus on building a gaming channel per se was when i got um the game metal gear solid 5 i think that was in 2015 mm. but um everyone was just doing let's play so they was playing through the story mode of the game but no one was doing like the online multiplayer stuff so i thought okay there's an opportunity no one's doing this i might as well make some videos on the online multiplayer mode i did that got like a couple hundred thousand views of, of those videos and i just kept on pumping out those and kept on capitalizing on it and doing as, as much as i could until that started to die down and then i just i just kept on basically replicating the model with uh different games like just doing a bunch of tutorials seeing what works what brings people in and then i would get bored of the game and just move on to another one and just do it again and do it again and then at this point I'm using that information that I learned over you know these seven years of just grinding and trying to find out what works to help other people do the same and put themselves in a position that they want to be in because over the last two years, I learned how to actually monetize everything and put myself in a position where I can wake up in the morning and do you know exactly what I want to do, which is you know it's, it's a great thing because now I can get back to the music, which was the whole point. Of everything was to just you know promote the music and get the music out there, yeah. and then I had to take years off to like figure out how to pay bills. And now it's like, okay, I can I can get back to music now. So, so I'm music very
0: music is still the primary love. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, honestly, I I took my eyes off music for a while. I took yeah. my eyes off music for a while because I had to, in I had to focus on what was working and I had to focus on what actually paid the bills. So I didn't even think about music for the past year it wasn't even part of my mind. All I was thinking about is business and building mm. income and building income streams and building systems so that I didn't have to be there on a regular basis to actually make the money and just making myself free from trading my time for money. And uh, now I'm I'm at the point where I'm thinking about, you know, what is the life that I want to live? What do I want to do with my life? Because I've got the survival out of the way. That was that was the focus of my life for a very long time just surviving and once you get past that it's like it's it's you opened up a whole new level in life in it like it's, i'm on the next plane now where i'm thinking about okay what do i want to do on a daily basis what what kind of structure do i want to have to my days how do i want to get up how do i want to like, what time do i want to go sleep and all this sort of stuff um these are things that i'm thinking about now and, and music is definitely a big passion that I want to get back into. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like being at that bottom rung and, and having all this stuff to learn because I'm, I'm excited to get to, you know, the place where I, I understand everything um, or not understand everything because you can never get to that place. But I understand more and I'm, more, I'm, I'm better at the craft or the skill that I'm pursuing. Like I really like gaining skills and getting good at stuff. So, yeah, I'm just trying to get really, really good at music production now and like next year the plan is to like sell beats and sell beat packs and all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff and also show other producers how they can do this as well like I I don't want to just do this for myself and then be like yo bye I'm out of here I want to show people how they can take their creative endeavors monetize it in a way that gives them freedom to be creative and have fun and do what they want and like in a way that doesn't make them hate their life every day. Like, I don't want people Mm. getting up and being like, oh, I've got to do this uh, just so I can, you know, do my creative thing. Like, I'd rather you do something that's related to your creative thing. Maybe it's not, you know, the thing that you want to do. Like, if you want to be a performer, maybe you're not making money performing right about now. Maybe you're making money teaching people how to play piano or something. Like, Mm. But you're still in the field. You're still able to actually be creative and and make an income through your passion and through the skills that you have. And that's what I'm trying to help people do so that they can create the freedom around it by like creating a digital product or whatnot. Like first you start with a service, then you move to a digital product. Then like that just works in the background for you. Then you can focus on whatever the hell you want to do. So like my mission is to basically, you know, help people get out of poverty and do the stuff that they love. Because the more people we have, Doing stuff that they love, enjoying their life, the less haters and negative people will have in the world. So it's just, it's it's a it's positive for everyone for everyone to succeed. Basically, like there's no good scenario where one man hoards all the wealth and he's in his castle and you know he's eating feasts and there's like a bunch of people outside just angry like eventually they're going to come for you isn't like, it ain't gonna <laughs> ain't gonna be all cookies and cream forever like, eventually man them are gonna come for you if you're at if you're up there and you're living the best life other people are gonna get jealous isn't it so i want to i want to spread the knowledge and help people get to the point where they enjoy what they do for a living and they enjoy their lives because most of your life is work yeah. so if it's something that you hate you're gonna hate your life If, if you're doing something you hate 70% of your life, that's a really big percentage. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to, I'm doing my own thing. And then when I learn how to do my own thing, I mm. I create a system and teach that to other people. That's what, that's what I'm doing so that, you know, every time I learn something new, I package it and then put it in a place so other people can be like, you know, if I want to do that, I'll, you know, check out what, what my man's done mm. and be able to go through the same steps and get to that place as well. Uh, so th- that's basically what I'm doing. now. I don't know if this <laughs> encapsulates enough of the story. I kind of tried to cut it down because I didn't give you like all the nitty gritty stuff, but I didn't think it was necessary. But I think that's like that's, that's a roundabout way to to get to where we're at now. Um, right. if you got that's any a, deeper a, that's questions? A, that's a, I'll get. That's, in a, that's
0: a heck of an introduction, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, I forgot this was the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't need to, I don't need say anything more. I can just, like, just keep going. No, nah, that's all good, man. So, um, I will I will get into some of that nitty-gritty, that, but um let's yeah. go I want to find out a little bit more about the the man himself. So, yeah, yeah. what was it that led you on this journey? So, where are you um are you originally from London?
1: Yes, yes. Okay, yes. cool. So, I'm tell us a... London. My mom came from Jamaica when she was 9, I believe. Okay. Um I'm unsure wh- where when my dad came over and all that sort of stuff because we don't really have that relationship and he passed away a little while ago, so I can't get answers to the mysteries anyways. Um, But yeah, I've, I've been based in London like my whole life. I haven't known anything else. (laughs) (laughs) This is my life. I I know there's people who've traveled to other countries and have, you know, gone around. Uh, You you haven't left the UK. I left the first time I left the UK was when I was 18. I'm 25 now. So that was seven years ago. Um, I went to Ibiza on my first ever holiday. And that's the only time I've left the UK. I've probably left London Maybe three times. Besides that, like just out of the city and stuff, I haven't been because I've been poor, bro. I've been poor yeah, the whole No, life. no, no, no. That's <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm just fascinated. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I've just been out here just trying to survive in it. I've never been. <laughs> if you want to like, survive, move, move out of London. Yeah. It's the most
0: expensive city in the entire country. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest,
1: you know that that's that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Like, <laughs> if you want to, you want to survive, get out of London yeah, first. <laughs> that's, that's a really, really good point, well I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that. That. Yeah. I was just thinking, yo. I'm. I'm. I'm out here. I gotta make sure that you know, roofs over my head and foods in my tongue, my, my stomach. In it. Yeah. So, going on holidays and stuff. That was. That's always been an extracurricular activity to mm-hmm. me. In I. I don't remember when I got this mindset, but there was. Some, there was a point in my life where I made the decision. Like, I don't wanna go on holiday to take a break from my life. I wanna live a life that I don't need to take a break from. Because mm-hmm. I saw so many people like. Doing the the nine to five stuff and doing stuff that they didn't enjoy, and then being super happy when they're able to go on holiday and take time away from it. And I'm like me, I'm thinking like you're wasting time going on holiday. Like you're taking time out doing nothing so that you can come back to a life that you hate. When you could have used that time to put yourself in a position to actually love your life. Like that just it just didn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, and I never wanted to. well i never had the desire to rest because i wasn't where i wanted to be like the 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 fire inside me was like no there's no time for rest right about now (laughs) like (laughs) you're not at that point yet you've got to get moving and get to where you need to be you need to put yourself in a position where you're financially stable and that that's always been well that was the goal from basically day one it was just get financially stable that that was the bare minimum like it wasn't like make five million or, or you know become super famous or whatever it was just become financially stable and um yeah i've just been relentlessly pursuing that since i was about i don't even know i do not let's say 16 but when i was like in primary school i was selling scooby-doos do you know what scooby-doos are scooby-doos yeah um
0: <laughs> no not it's, probably not in it's this a niche sense thing I, I
1: wouldn't expect okay I, I know, I know what head. scooby-doo
0: is like Sco- yeah, it's, Scooby-Doo, not, but... it's not yeah, 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 it's not in
1: character dog yeah, like yeah. it's not that it's basically it's like plastic um threads kind of thing like kids would get them and you could make like designs out of it like it's like arts and craft basically oh okay
0: and is it, is it a, li- a bit similar to loom bands that kind of thing
1: i have no idea what loop pants are but oh, okay, I'm feeling, okay maybe they are like it's is these it's a popular trend designs. like
0: people used to make like bracelets and things out of yeah
1: them. Yeah, yeah yeah let's say it's okay. pretty similar to that so okay. what i would do is um like what I, I would go to the shop i think you could get a pack of the strings for like one pound 50 yeah and i'd make a bunch of designs like those like you know you can do a dna design you could do a dollar sign like i was just I was out there doing the creative designs and whatnot. And then I'd sell them to people in school in it. So I'd sell them for maybe like two pan, five pan, three pan. But once you've made one sell for two pan, that's the whole packet like purchased again, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I could go, go back to the shop and get the packet again. So from a young age, I've I've always had that drive for entrepreneurship. I've always wanted to create something of my own and, and, and put it out there and see what the market says. I've never wanted to be, employed by someone and when i went to um work experience at the age of 16 i knew that i definitely didn't want to work for anyone ever again they put me in iceland uh the store not the country and <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was gonna say one of those was a lot better yeah. than the other
1: <laughs> i've been I've been, just...
0: I've been to both so
1: <laughs> well lucky you You've been around well. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big difference yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, I was stacking shelves and stuff. And I was like, yeah. this ain't for me, man. This ain't for me. And I just knew that I wanted to stay away from that life as much as possible. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just been a grind, man. From like day dot, like from when I came out and was in school and stuff. In schools where I got the, I think I got the love for music like late year 10 I think I really started taking it seriously because I had a music teacher who would um, basically encourage me to be honest which then made me want to make music more and uh, when I left school I decided to put all my energy into pursuing music and then you know that that didn't make enough money so I was like you know we've got to switch it up And then I started just trying other things and seeing if there was a way for me to make money online, you know, make money with my YouTube channel and and do all that sort of stuff. And eventually I figured it out and and we got to where we're at now. So what what
0: first exposed you to the very concept of making money online? Because even now that it's a thing that's much more popular and talked about, I still feel like the whole online world is... It's still a massive mystery to most people. It's kind of like people don't really know that this thing exists, whether you're talking about YouTube or you're talking about affiliate marketing or e-commerce or just any kind of online business or online service. I mean, it's something that I'm still working on how to master from my own side of things. But it seems like a lot of people are out there, of course, doing the nine to five thing, working for big companies, running the rat race, whatever, burning themselves out. But people don't even see an alternative. Was there a person or something else that kind of made you go, ah, that's uh, that's interesting. That's something
1: that can be done. I wish. <laughs> like I think the biggest the biggest problem for um, most people in the hood, in poverty, poor, whatever, is the lack of education. Mm-hmm. Like and you you only know what you only know what you know, innit? You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, what, what and... you've been exposed to yeah you only know what you've been exposed to what's around you you only know the examples of success that you see in your immediate vicinity i mean back in those days we didn't really have smartphones and wasn't able to like go on twitter and see all the examples of stuff out there now it's different now you can go on the internet and see someone that looks like you who's doing something that you might be interested in Mm. back in those days it was like yo my man's trapping on the blocks he's got money so that that must be what i gotta do in order to pay the bills and and all that sort of stuff he wasn't thinking okay uh you know let me go start a business or let me go find a skill or anything like that i think first of all it was it was just about music in it i was i wanted to sell music so first of all i learned how to do that i read a lot of books on artist management on music marketing on songwriting, all this sort of stuff. I was, I was in it, in it. Like when I get into something, I get into it. So I was into it, <laughs> and I was doing all the research and stuff. The only point of inspiration that I had was, um, do you know Chipmunk? Yep. Well, now he's Chip. He used to be Chipmunk. Yep. He he went to my school in it. He went to my school, glazemore So I saw him make it, and I was like, okay, if, if he can make it, there must be hope for everyone, in it. Um, so that was the inspiration that made me think that it was possible and then i think i I didn't really make any money off music (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't working out like that i'd signed up to some online distribution um places and whatnot so i could get my music on itunes and all that sort of stuff but i wasn't i wasn't making nearly enough sales to even think that this was a viable income stream and um then when i started doing the gaming stuff I, I made like you know hundreds of videos on the GTA stuff and you know I did the Metal Gear Solid stuff and when the Metal Gear Solid stuff popped off and I got like um, a couple hundred thousand views per video that month, I saw the money coming in innit? and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is nice.
0: Was that just <laughs> purely? Serious. Was that just purely the uh, AdSense advertising?
1: Yeah, purely AdSense. Isn't it? So at this point, I was like, yes. Let's get this AdSense money. Let me pump out as many videos as possible. And my mindset was that um, even if every video made a pound, yeah, if they made a pound a month, if I made a hundred videos a month, yeah, and just consistently did that over time, I'd, I'd, what's the word? I'd have compounding interest in it. Mm -hmm. And over time I'd be making like hundreds of hundreds of pounds a month in it. So that was my goal. So I, I started trying to put out 25 videos a week and it was hard. Wow. That's geez. <laughs> I don't Jeez, think that, that's <laughs> aggressive. I don't know if I did that. Wow. Um, I know I, I definitely got to a point where I was putting out at least 20 videos a week. But then, then I stopped in it. Then that died down. I wasn't doing that so much. But that was the goal. Like that's where my mindset was at. My mindset was that okay, I've put out a bunch of videos that got like a hundred thousand views, and then I've put out other videos that didn't get a hundred thousand views. And I'm like, you know, what do I do here? Do I just do volume or or what? And the, the the most straightforward way that I could see forward to make an income was to play the numbers and make as much content as possible because then some of them will blow up and if the rest of them don't and they only make a pound you've got so much content that it all all adds up anyway i tried to do a bunch of streaming to see if i could get donations i tried to use patreon i remember at one point i had less than a thousand dollars in my account i was was super broke i knew that time was running out in terms of me being able to pay my rent and stuff and i made a video being like yo please help me guys (laughs) like become a patron If, if All of you like if if all of you pledged one dollar, it would be great. Yeah. And then like I swear one guy pledged like ten dollars for a month. And you know, I I thank that gentleman because he didn't have to. But when that happened, I realized that this ain't this ain't it. Like this ain't it. Sitting sitting around trying to beg people to help you ain't it. Like that ain't that ain't the life that I want to live. I don't want to be, I don't want to ever put myself in that position where I need to be begging people for their help in it. So um you know i i continue to go forward uh i think i i started making arc videos at some point uh m- making videos around this game called arc survival evolved which was but i i, I see that i
0: saw on your channel you got a lot of videos about that i didn't even i wasn't even aware of the game to be honest with you yeah
1: like, Ark, arc arc i was like what's this arc stuff? It's, a, it's a very interesting game because you have to and you kind of have to understand human psychology to be good at it, mm. and you have to be good at strategizing because it's like living a second life in another world. And um, that's why I stopped playing it because it's just so time-consuming, and I, yeah. was, I ain't got time for that, bro. But <laughs> when I was doing it at the time, it was it was working it because I was doing it to get footage for the um, the YouTube channel. But then it got to a point where I realized that that just wasn't a great it just wasn't great for me cuz it just took so much time to get the footage man it was hmm. just so it was it was literally like living a, having a full-time job i i did all that you know i built i had to build a community you have to build like a community of people who are who work with you and and all that sort of stuff you have to build alliances and and all this all these sort of social interactions and stuff so i i had to do that in order to play the game and um, I, I think that's that's, you know, positive stuff because you, you learn stuff like that and you're able to maneuver around with other people and stuff. So it's it's cool. But still, I didn't want to waste that much time on that game. I wanted to create my own server. And eventually there there came um, a possibility to do that through a company called Nitrado. And I, I contacted them. I was like, yo, made a bunch of content on ARK and stuff. Um, I can I can promote your servers and that. Like, can you can you fling me a server? Basically, I was like, I told them all the promotional stuff that I could do for them. Obviously, the pitch was a little better than the the stuff that I'm telling you right now. I'm paraphrasing. But like um, they basically they partnered up with me and then I started making tutorials around um running your ARC server. Because as I was learning how to run my ARC server, I would then just make a video on anything I've learned because if i wanted to learn it other people want to learn it mm. and then i became the go to guy that would teach you how to set up your arc server and then um i i i saw the results of me promoting their stuff cuz i became an affiliate for them and like i would get a commission of the sales and i'll get to, like 30% of the sales or something like that so when i saw the income that i was bringing in from my videos and whatnot i was like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is only 30 percent yeah what about if i go get 100 percent? let's see if we can do that so i decided to build a website to allow people to um list their servers on the website so that they can like get more publicity and more players to their servers and i made that and then um i had like a kind of side add-on with that which was uh, downloadable pdf codes that people could just copy and paste into their servers to get them set up with specific settings really really quickly i i did that for like a few few weeks and whatnot and i realized no one really cared about the listing stuff like i asked i did polls and stuff beforehand and everyone was like yeah care about listings i care about getting more people to my server and all that sort of stuff but when it came down to it like i had a free option for people to list their servers and then you know there were paid options so that they could add pictures and links and stuff like that but most people were just using the free option so i wasn't making any money over there Mm -hmm. and then i saw how many people were buying the downloadable codes and it was just it was like night and day compared from the the main goal of the site and then the side goal of the site so i was like wow okay this is bringing in some income maybe i should focus on this and then I, i focused on that i made like a whole page dedicated to it so um, I just saw what worked after trying some stuff yeah. and focused on the stuff that worked. And now to this day, that's the business that is like bringing in the most income right about now. And now I'm funneling that money into like running ads for my um my youtube coaching and stuff like teaching people how to build a business from Mm -hmm. their youtube channel teaching people how to grow their youtube gaming channel because i i love that you know i love business development i love teaching people marketing, and i love psychology and stuff like that is the stuff that i'm really excited about now last year i was super excited about the server stuff but now i'm not even playing the game anymore i don't care i don't care about arc servers anymore in it like that that is not interesting to me whatsoever but it makes money on autopilot. So who am I to complain? So I'm allowing that to continue running so that I can move on to the next thing that I want to do. And then, you know, once I've got this set up, I'm going to be moving on to the next thing that I want to do and letting this run in the background and just keep on moving, I guess. I've, le- I've learned all about Arc servers and.
0: Uh, all yeah. that. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, so essentially, you've tried a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, that's that's you've seen. Oh, you've I seen remember what was working and then yeah kind you were asking
1: like how did i basically see you know online like you could make money online basically yeah. so it was yeah mainly it was the gta uh, modded accounts then the affiliate marketing really 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 um opened my eyes in it because i saw that i had an audience that wanted to buy stuff around this specific thing mm-hmm. and i saw the amount of money that i was able to bring in and then it was like you know why am i bringing this in for someone else like why don't bring it in for myself yeah um which you know that's that's not like a dig at nitrado like shout, shout, shout out to nitrado thank you for supporting me in, in those times of need. and i still promote them at the end of my videos but what i did was i i used to have them at the beginning of videos like promote their thing at, like, as a pre-roll but now i've put them as a post roll and have my own website as the pre-roll because it just makes more sense but um yeah that was the big um eye-opening point where i was like okay this is possible because before that i tried affiliate marketing with like amazon and stuff like that and the percentages are just they're just so they're so low they're so low that you need like you need a bunch of people to buy stuff from amazon for that to even make any sense for you Mm -hmm. so i was i was discouraged by affiliate marketing using amazon and stuff like that so i didn't really think it was something that was a feasible um way to move forward until i partnered up with nitrado and then i realized it was a feasible way to move forward and now you'll see on my channel that i'm doing um i am basically setting up myself for next year i'm doing a lot of affiliate marketing stuff so that that makes money in the background i don't have to deal with customer service and all that sort of stuff and i can continue to freely pursue the stuff that i want to pursue so yeah once you learn once you see a bit of success that's when i think you know you get that you get that buzz because you realize it's possible before that you're like hmm is this possible i don't really know you're just you're trying things and hoping you're thinking that maybe people are just lying to you to try and steal your money and all this sort of stuff and you're you're very skeptical about it until you start making you know your first your first pound your, your first 50 pounds your first mm-hmm thousand pounds that's that's when you're like ooh, ooh. let's see what we can do here let's see how we can scale up and then from that point on then then your mind opens and you realize there's so many opportunities and possibilities out there which is where i'm at now like i can see the opportunities and possibilities that i wouldn't have seen five years ago or maybe even three years ago or whatever it's just trying stuff and seeing what works seeing what sticks like i i'm a big believer in just getting out and trying stuff just do as much as possible um i don't want that to be taken the wrong way though i don't want people to like try five things at the same time don't do Mm -hmm. that try one thing at a time and put all your energy into that one thing and see what happens and then try next thing and put all your energy into that uh, one thing like do it for at least three months things usually take like years (laughs) to to do anything to be honest like when i was on you like on youtube you gotta realize that seo For your videos to rank and that sort of stuff, that's going to take, that might take six months. Mm. So you got to be planning way ahead. (laughs) Like, you got to really know what's going on. And that's what I realized over just putting out content because you put out a video and then you'll see it gets like 30 views and then you're like, oh, no one cares about this. And then six months later, it's got 40,000 views and you're like, wow, I should have put out way more videos around that. Like, so that's what I, I learned over like years of putting out content and seeing what happens when you're playing the long game versus just playing a short game. So now I think way different around how I move. I'm thinking like two years from now, I'm thinking about setting up next year by doing stuff this year and and all this sort of stuff. I'm not just trying to deal with this year basically, but I've put myself in a position where I have the luxury to do that. When you're starting out and you're in survival mode, you're thinking about next month. You really ain't got the luxury to think about next year, to be honest. Um, But if you can get your mind there and you can put yourself in the mindset that things things take longer than you think they're gonna they're gonna take almost all the time almost all the time you'll think this is gonna be really easy and get done in like three days and next thing you know is four weeks later and you haven't got it done like things take longer generally and i think people really underestimate the amount of work it takes to get to where they want to get to. Like it's it's a lot of work. You have to make a lot of sacrifices and it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's simple. It's very simple if you follow a straightforward plan and you know what you're doing. Like it's really, really simple. It's just a lot of consistent, sometimes tedious, grindy work, but then you've got the creative side and like- it's like going to the gym. Yeah. And that is like one of the best analogies and I like going to the gym as an analogy for basically getting good at anything. Yep. So the thing with the gym is you can see the results in it. Like, there's, there's no, there's no faking. Well, there, there's faking gym results, like because there's surgery and stuff. But we <laughs> like talking about real, natural stuff. Yeah. There's no faking the gym results. You got to put the work in. Like, if you see someone that's super fit and he's ripped, you know he put the work in. And I, I love that because. It's such a grind. <laughs> going to the gym is a grind, man. Yeah, man. You gotta grind um consistently on a consistent basis. But then over that time, you see the changes in your body. And once you start seeing those changes, it just, it just it gives you that that spurt of motivation. Like, wow, look at look at all I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And now you want to accomplish more. And now you do more in the gym. Now you're trying out other stuff. And now you see even bigger results. And then you just keep on going. And I like, I love that feedback loop. And I think it's similar in Any aspect of life, like anything that you do, you're gonna start at crap. Uh, You're gonna start at lifting small weights. Like you're gonna feel bit. You're like your arms are gonna be like jelly and all that sort of stuff. And then, eventually, over you know consistent hard work, committing yourself to this one thing, that's when you get better. And that's when you're able to get to the the higher tiers of that specific profession or skill or whatever so it's, it's all about just being willing to grind man and i think most people just aren't willing to grind it's mm-hmm. it's not sexy to grind like it's not fun it's not well it can be fun but it's, it's definitely not the the saucy idea that people expect uh, life to be when they think of like you know uh, an artist or a celebrity or whatever mm-hmm. what have you whatever goals people are trying to chase they usually think it's, it's just going to be an overnight success thing. They do one thing and all of a sudden, wow, the switch turns on and everyone's got their hands up in the air and they're cheering. <laughs> it's not the way yeah. it works, bro. but
0: The thing is, you know, I mean, it's interesting because people are willing to grind in a different way though, aren't they? I mean, you started yeah. this conversation talking about not wanting to do a nine to five and not wanting to grind in sort of standard employment and stuff, but people will do that for decades on end and they'll complain about it. They'll moan about it. They'll say they don't like it. They'll say they want to do something else, but they'll... I find it interesting that there are people who are willing to do that grind, but there are a whole bunch of other grinds, which they're not willing to do, you know, and those, those grinds, you know, maybe it might take five, 10, 15 years, but if you can get that thing going and set up, not only will you own it and have a degree of freedom, but you know, you'll also have, you'll have control. You'll just have all these other sort of perks and benefits, and you'll probably be doing something that you want to and chose Mm. to be doing rather than what someone else is telling you to.
1: I think the biggest thing that um, would keep someone in, like, grinding at, you know, a job or something, is that they think they have security. They think mm. something's guaranteed. They know that they got a guaranteed paycheck. Like, they know if they do this work, they're going to get this. Mm. With entrepreneurship, it's it's a different ball game. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> you work for seven years, for twenty years, nothing happens because you're just doing the wrong thing. It's, here's a, a here's big... a
0: question for you. Here's a question. I don't know. I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't want to lose this question. Go on. In your opinion, how did you know whether or not you were doing the inverted commas wrong thing or if you just needed to keep going? How do you make that de- delineation? Like, that is, how do you know when you just, yeah, just keep going, keep plugging away, keep doing it? Or is it like, okay, this is not actually the right thing to be plugging away on?
1: You never really know. You, know, I can't give you like a straight up answer. Like, yo, this is when you know that you're doing the wrong thing. Um, I mean, if you don't see yourself doing it, five years from now then maybe mm. you're doing the wrong thing uh that's that's a good thing because when I was doing music I realized that at, at some point I, I don't want to go out and perform and do like I'm an introvert if I be, I'm an introverted person I like to be in my own space I I don't like to i'm not one of these loud people that like to go out in a place and you know be the loud center of attention or anything that's not me um so i realized i didn't really want to go out and perform and do all that sort of stuff and and that that stuff and you know people were telling me you got to go open mics you got to do this which i'm sure that's what you you probably did that in it when you come out you was going around and done them
0: dude i've I've spoken to hundreds of thousands of people bro
1: You was on the real grind (laughs)
0: dude that's, man that's the real music grind. 20, 25 000 cds out my backpack
1: i was i was on the the play play music grind i wasn't i wasn't serious i wasn't on the roads i was on the road man and, yeah, I, wasn't doing I, I love
0: that. <laughs> Isle of white to glasgow swansea to north dude i've been to over 60 cities
1: just in this country i wasn't trying to do that still yeah. <laughs> i was just trying <laughs> to get plays online and that yeah. like, i was trying to take the easy road like, everyone's like yo yeah. if you really want to do this you gotta you know go out you gotta yeah. go to the 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 clubs, you gotta go mm-hmm. get performances. But I've always been in, in my mindset that I don't want to go and perform to try and get people to like me. Mm. I want people to want me to perform for them. Like I don't want to go to a place and be like, okay, here's my song. I hope you like it. I want to go and perform for people who already like my stuff. So yeah. I wanted to build my fan base and then go out, which yeah. is you know, it's I, I think it's it's very possible. It's definitely even more possible in these days. But um back then. That may have not been the best strategy. But um, like I'm, I'm very, very stubborn, driven, and ruthless when it comes to my goals. So I don't give up. And if you want to succeed, generally, that's the mindset you're going to have to take. And it's not a thing of, you know, you're doing the wrong thing and you shouldn't do that. Sometimes you're just doing it in the wrong way. And if you're stubborn and ruthless with getting towards your goals and achieving them, then you're going to be open to different solutions and different opportunities. You're going to be able to see different things. Like you should be trying a bunch of things that don't work so that you can find what does work. You, ca- you can't make your way to success without failure. Like It's just not going to happen. Like You're not going to just do one thing and then it just Thanks. it blows up. Like some people it might happen, but for the majority of us, that's not going to be the way it is. You're, it's, you're going to have to grind it out. You're going to have to learn what works, what doesn't work. And that's just part of the journey. Yeah. So, if, um, the
0: thing is, sorry, man. If, the thing is, if something does blow up that early as well, the problem is that you don't know what you yeah, did to you do it. You Don't have the work so, behind. Yeah, it. you're not well, able to
1: consistently. You, pump no, you can't this sustain sort of stuff it. out.
0: It's like when a rapper or singer kind of blows off off their first song. Yeah, and then it's like, well, yeah, Stress. where where are you going from here? Where are you <laughs> going song? from here, man? Do you even know how to do a live show? <laughs>
1: like, where, no, where's, where's Fetty like, Wap right about now? I don't know, uh, I don't know no, no, know what he's there. Maybe he's seen people. He probably made some money.
0: Yeah, at least, yeah, he had a he had a few at least he had a yeah.
1: Few. you don't you don't really need to worry anymore, no, to be honest.
0: No, but there's been people who you know like they blow their song blows up before they've ever done a live performance, mm. and then they and then they get dragged onto some big stage and they just look foolish because they don't even know how to perform to a crowd because they haven't done those open mics, they haven't done those small gigs, they haven't yeah. done anything. So you're suddenly in front of like in a festival crowd with like ten thousand people and you don't even know how to sing, you don't even know how to rap. It's like it's it's horrible.
1: That was the life I was, that I was trying to live. I was trying to be saved. Nah. I was trying to be saved. <laughs> I, was <trying> to make, <laughs> I was trying to make songs in my bedroom and get someone to be like, yo, those songs are great. Let's sign you and put yeah. you in front of everyone. Like, that, was, that was the path forward for me. That was the yeah. only thing that I saw. It was not, you know, let me grind out yeah. and do my own thing. That was just a means to get into the point where you get signed, basically. Until I yeah. changed my mindset, I was like, you know, no one's going to save me. I've got to save myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think you just gotta keep going. Like, unless you're really, really bad at something and you've done it for like, I don't know, you've been doing this specifically, working towards this specific goal and actually working towards it, because a lot of people will be like, I'm working towards it, but they ain't really doing anything. Um, if you've actually been working towards it consistently, you know, you've been accountable, you're you've got a to-do list, you're marking things off on a daily basis, preferably at least on a week on your weekends or whatever. You've done that for like three years and it ain't working out maybe it's time to quit because um, i think generally within three years if you're like really really focused on one thing you you should see some results you should see some results maybe you're not the successful person but you should see something there should be some sort of feedback in that time to let you know okay i'm going on the right roads mm. and then all you need to do is double down on the things that work, cut out the things that don't work and keep on repeating the process. And then as you keep on repeating the process, you get to a point Mm. where you create a system of things that work and you avoid all the things that don't work because you've failed enough times to see exactly what doesn't work. And you've had enough opportunities to find the things that do work. And I think that's really, really important.
0: Yeah, man, I, I agree with you 100%. So for somebody who is, uh, Somebody who's listening and is like, okay, I want, to, uh, I want to get popping on YouTube or I want to get into this online business thing or whatever yeah, the yeah. case may be. What would be your advice to somebody who's brand new to it all?
1: I mean, well, first of all, it depends. It depends what, what you want to do. And a lot of people want to be a YouTuber. And I don't think that's a, that's a great goal. I think that's terrible. You should not want to be a YouTuber because that puts you in the position to um, get murked by YouTube. You're slave to your fans. You're a <laughs> slave to the, the subscribers. Yeah. You're a slave to the algorithm. You're a slave to YouTube. It's just not a great position to be in. And most YouTubers, they live off AdSense. They live off sponsorships and that sort of stuff. All these things rely on you chasing views. And that mm-hmm. puts you in a terrible position to live your life, to create, and all that sort of stuff. So I definitely would try to move people away from thinking, of being a youtuber in the traditional sense and more of building a business using youtube and i the way i um the way i describe it is like kind of being a youtube jobber and I, i'm unsure i'm unsure if you're familiar with wrestling Are you, do you know about that like, professional wrestling mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. so in wrestling there's a term called jobber in it and this is for the wrestlers who you know they're they're either just coming up, or they're working men, in it. They're out there working. They're getting beat up and all that sort of stuff. But that's their job, in it. <laughs> that's what they—that's what they're there to do. They have got to get beat up for a few years before they become the champ, in it. Mm-hmm. And they just go there and they go to work every day. And I—I I always want to be really, really straight with people and tell them that YouTube is not a job. But if you approach it as you know, you're—you're you're the working class of YouTube. You don't have to be the man with like. A million subscribers or whatnot I think there's a bunch of people well I' don't, I don't know I haven't done the research but there should be a bunch of people who have got like less than twenty thousand um, subscribers and they're making they, like they've got a real business on YouTube yeah. like all you need is something you're passionate about and something to sell generally like that that that's the best possible combination um, what most people have is they they have the need to be like to be honest but if we're <laughs> getting away from those people mm. they they just have the passion in it so they go on youtube they have the passion and they're like okay i'm gonna make videos about this and you know one day i'm gonna make money off it that's a terrible business model now what you can do is you can be passionate about something and not have something to sell but you're you make a bunch of videos around this thing that you're passionate about and you find other companies that sell stuff related to what you're passionate about mm-hmm. so let's say i made um a game of thrones channel because we were talking about game of thrones before this started um let's say i made a game of thrones channel yeah uh which i wouldn't generally suggest people to do because that is just you know terrible you shouldn't make a a channel based on a tv series because the tv series is going to end and then it's just (laughs) a whole load of stuff but (laughs) let's say i was doing this what i would do is i would then go to companies who maybe they make Game of Thrones themed stuff, maybe they make Game of Thrones themed mugs or or whatever, that would be something that my audience is interested in. I would tell them that I want to be a partner with them or an affiliate, and then I would promote that in my videos. Um, That's just a really easy, straightforward business uh, model. What I generally suggest for people to do is yeah basically that to be honest but what the better way to do it is to actually build a real business and this just takes more work like selling someone else's thing takes less work because they've already built the thing you don't really have to uh do that whole um product development process which is really long yep. and it's a lot of work to be honest so you might want to stay away from that if you're just starting out you, don't, you probably don't want to get into product development and all that sort of stuff but if you have um a skill teach that skill on youtube asap like there's so many people in this world that want to learn that skill and you not putting out content on it is doing a disservice to those people mm. because even if there's like five hundred thousand people who've already made content on it you are a different person you're going to bring your own unique experience to it your own um your own other skills that maybe Counteract this skill or enhance it in in a different way. Like I'm I'm talking about um I don't know, I'm helping YouTube gamers and and that sort of stuff, but I also know about audio engineering because I came from music and Mm. I know about marketing because I studied that. Like so now when I come to you know talking about YouTube and and that sort of stuff, I come to it from a whole different perspective because I I've got different experiences that I'm able to bring to it. Mm. So get a skill if you don't have one. Hopefully you got one already, or you got something that you love and make at least a hundred videos around it. And I would suggest learning about SEO. That's you definitely need to learn about that to have the best chance. Once you rank number one on YouTube for like five videos, you'll see a difference in your channel. Like <laughs> you'll see, you'll see how stuff changes because those videos will then um, bring in people to your channel who will then see that you've got a bunch of other videos around the same thing. So then those people will then turn into subscribers, and some of them will watch your future videos, but the YouTube algorithm being what it is, you never know, innit? Yeah, so you can't really rely on that. You've got to rely on putting out actual content that gets to people who actually want it. You can't just rely on your subscriber base, which is what a lot of people, they still, they still have it in their minds that subscribers are as important as they were in 2013, but they're just not because the way the YouTube algorithm works is if a subscriber doesn't watch a few of your videos, YouTube stops showing them the rest of your videos because they obviously don't care about it in it so they're not going to recommend it to them anymore and because i had a i've had a variety channel that obviously didn't work great in my favor in it yeah, like yeah, so yeah. because i relied on seo from like day one that sort of stuff doesn't really affect me because my videos rank so people who want to find my videos they're able to find it and that's a big thing about YouTube. A lot of people, they just put up videos. They don't optimize it. They don't use a description or title or, or thumbnail. They just fling up there and hope for the best. They think yeah. people will come. People won't come. You've got to make sure you're you're giving it the best chance to reach the people who actually want that video. And learning how to use video SEO is a big part of that because then you're actually able to get your videos in front of people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if you make 100 videos Then that's going to have an impact on your channel. You make a video that interests your target audience, the target customer, give them some valuable information. You teach them how to do something. You solve a problem at the beginning of the video. At the end of the video, you promote your thing and you have a link to it in the description and in the card. And Bob's your uncle. Most people are going to just watch the video and go about their business. And a percentage of people are going to be like, yo, let me take this guy up on his offer. Let me purchase this thing or whatever. Mm Because maybe what you're doing is providing convenience maybe you're saving time or if you can do something that's like let's say you've got a video on how to color correct in adobe premiere pro Mm -hmm. um and then at the end of that video you've got a, a course on color correction or something that would be great because the person who came to that video wants to know about color correcting so at the end of the video when you promote your course about color correcting they're more likely to go through with that
0: why don't you let the people know where they can find you online if they want to learn a whole bunch more?
1: I mean, I'm on uh, YouTube, just type in Jay Carter, Ray J-A-Y-C-A-R-T-E-R-E, and uh, go to growonyoutube.com forward slash free course. You can get my free course that teaches you the five main steps to YouTube success. That'll teach you a lot. I'm also on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Everything's just Jay Carter Ray If you search for that, you should find all my handles because I've grabbed all of them and got you know that clean social media handle
0: it's got done man at Carteret <laughs> at zuby music real oh, no. simple <laughs> yeah man nice one bro thank you so much for coming on the podcast bro it's been really good to talk to you
1: thanks man thanks for having me it's been really good sharing my story and stuff i'll <laughs> like i've been doing a monologue to be honest <laughs> That's all um, good,
0: man. It means I didn't need to do too much.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I, hope, uh, I hope I spread some, some information that was, that's helpful to your audience. that will get them where they want to get to and all that sort of stuff, man. Because that's what my am I trying to do, really. Most definitely, man.
0: No doubt, bro. Thank you for coming on Real Talk with Zuby. And we will talk soon. Details matter. And at OZ Lifestyle Brands, they're all about the details. Their selection of men's accessories balance style with substance and quality and craftsmanship, showcasing both classic and casual designs. They also make shopping the easiest it's ever been for you while leaving plenty of change in your pocket for your next adventure. I highly recommend them. They've got some really dope wallets, watches, t-shirts, a whole bunch of cool stuff there. If you're a man who's looking to style up their game without blowing the bank, I highly recommend OZ Lifestyle Brands. OZ Lifestyle Brands delivers a unique experience to elevate style for men with ultra discerning tastes. OZ is for men who found their calling but don't need to shout about it. So go check out their full range of products at OZLifestyleBrands.com. That is OZLifestyleBrands.com. To get 20% off your entire first order, just use the code ZOOBYMUSIC at checkout for 20% off. That's ZOOBYMUSIC at checkout for 20% off at OZLifestyleBrands.com. Go check them out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can
1: always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,